Hey, what's up, everybody? Pat Flynn here, and welcome to episode 68 of Ask Pat. I'm here to help you by answering your online business questions five days a week. And today, our sponsor is AWeber. A-W-E-B-E-R. This is a service that I love using. I've used for the last five years, and I only wish I used it sooner. This is a service that will help you collect email addresses. And yes, you could do that on your own, but it helps you create web forms and allows you to collect all these emails so you could send broadcasts out later, as well as use an autoresponder sequence, which means when people sign up to your list, you can have a pre-written set of emails that get sent out sequentially over time, which is really important and something I love to do to keep in constant contact with my audience so that when I do send a time-sensitive email, they are more likely to open it. That's why my open rates are nearly 50% um, because of the autoresponder that I use, which we're going to be talking about a little bit in today's question from Timothy. So again, AWeber, if you go to aweber.com slash askpat, you'll get to try it out for one month for $1. So check it out, aweber.com slash askpat. Now let's get to Timothy's question about email. Hey, Pat, this is Timothy Moser of masterofmemory.com, and I'm loving your new show. Obviously, as a blogger and podcaster, there's almost nothing I like better than hearing from my audience. So I'm looking for creative ways to connect with them in person. I really like the suggestion you've given about reaching out to people spontaneously through email, and I think this would be an awesome gesture to show them. But my question is, how do you write an email like that so that the person realizes you're actually talking to them in person? My autoresponder emails, of course, are personalized so that users feel welcome when they read those, but what's the best way for me to tell a reader that I'm actually reaching out to them personally and individually? Also, I'm curious about what kind of response rate to expect from this type of email. I'm really interested in anything I can do to connect with my audience in a positive way. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on this topic. Thanks. Timothy, thank you so much for your question. And uh, I loved the music that was playing in the background. I couldn't quite decipher what it was, but uh, it added a nice touch to your question. So thank you for that. And I really love that you picked up on the idea and and um, the method that I use to sort of reach out to just random members of my audience through email. The reason I do that, for those of you listening who might not have heard that before, I do that to get direct feedback from my audience for a number of different things, how their first impression was on the site. And also, I think it's just a nice gesture for some people. Even though I know I can't reach everybody, sometimes those quick little gestures can turn into somebody who becomes a raving fan or somebody who will ultimately share what I do or share some of the products that I have or recommend. Um, It really goes a long way and it doesn't take very long to just reach out to, you know, every week or so I try to reach out to maybe 15 to 20 people in my audience and just say, hey, what's up? How are you doing? What are you struggling with? I also get some great answers and feedback directly from my audience for what I should be doing or writing blog posts about or perhaps creating products about in the future. But it's also just a nice way to build on those relationships. And like I said, even though it's one at a time, um, it's it does go a very, very long way. Um, it's not passive at all, but it, I think it you know the returns are much higher than the amount of work it takes. Now, the question from Timothy is asking, well, If you're sending these autoresponder emails, which are automated emails that you've pre-written and they are personalized or you can personalize them, you can include people's names in them, how do you make these individual emails that you send out to people on your list, how do do they know that they're not being sent 
to everybody? Now, that's a fantastic question and something I actually never really thought about. So I think the first and most important thing is, based off of my experiences, I wouldn't worry too much about that. I just kind of make the emails sound very natural. Um, a lot of times what I'll do is on those email addresses, I'll see the URL of a website that they're from. Like, Timothy, you have uh, masterofmemory.com. So what I might do when I send an email to you, Timothy, is say, hey, Timothy, love your site at masteryofmemory.com. I checked it out today. I saw your recent post about such and such. That alone will show that I took a little bit of time out of my day to know uh, something about you. And in turn, most likely because of that you know, extra effort that I took, you're going to take a little bit of extra effort to read that email, to understand that it's real and that it's from me to you, not me to everybody else. And um, you're going to help me out if I ask you for some feedback or something like that. So I think first and foremost, that's the best strategy you can use. Just see where those people are coming from. Perhaps you've been in a conversation with them before and you didn't know it. So check back in your email archive or just look at their URL and see what site they are on and check it out and just leave a little quick comment. It doesn't even have to be that long, just one or two sentences. Um, hey, Timothy, what's up? How's Mastery of Memory coming along? I hope it's going well. Anyway, this is a personal email from me to you. I wanted to ask you a quick question about what you thought about my site. Um, I'm just kind of random. And that's another thing I would say. I would just say, hey, I'm kind of randomly selecting a few people in my audience. I think it's a cool way to just make connections with people. And also, um, you know, I want to get real answers from people and have a conversation. And also, I think another great way to, another great thing to add, which you could add on an autoresponder email, is, you know, Timothy, come. Uh, reply like let's have a conversation about this I think that alone is something that a lot of people are afraid to do in an autoresponder or just aren't aren't used to seeing in in a type of email like that and I do include those types of um, you know calls to actions in my autoresponder sequence which I love because I'll ask people what are you struggling with you know reply or what do you think I should write a blog post about next or uh, you know things like that and that goes a long way with making my auto emails sound very personal personable and and relatable but yes tagging people and based on something that they're doing, just mentioning that you are doing this individually and also just sharing why you're doing it, I think will go a very, very long way. In terms of response rate, because Timothy, you're asking, well, how often are these emails replied to? Uh, these emails, like I was saying earlier, my, my autoresponder emails are often 40 to 50%, which is quite high just in general. Um, typically, you can expect between 10 to 15% if you don't email your list you know, regularly. If you do, that should go up higher because people are used to seeing your emails. And it should go even higher than that if you are providing content and valuable content and actually helping people out. And people are expecting that. You know, if, if people are expecting those emails, yes, those are going to be much higher. But if, they're, if they see an unexpected email like this, it could be through the roof as far as um, you know, the response rate and the reply that you get especially if it's personalized in a way where people on the other said no that had there was there's no possible way that this could be you know automated or mass produced um, the response rate for me with these emails are about 80 percent um, and sometimes all it takes to get that extra 20 percent or even an extra 15 percent sometimes is just the follow-up and I think a follow-up is also a great way to show hey Timothy, like I, I sent you an email earlier. It was a, it was an email from me to you asking for this. I was just wondering if you got it. Maybe you missed it. If not, you know, I'm sorry to bother you. I just wanted to check one more time. I think that goes a long way as well. 
I reached out to a number of food truck owners when I first started my site at foodtrucker.com. And it was interesting because I got more replies back after I resent an email to the people who didn't reply. So it was the follow-up that actually allowed me to grow my list even bigger and get a, a lot more responses for the questions that I was a- I was asking of these food truck owners. So just some things to think about when it comes to email. Uh, great question, Timothy. Thank you so much, and I hope that answers your question. Best of luck, and I hope everybody out there uh, uses this strategy because it doesn't take very long, and you know it's a, it's sort of like asking somebody on Twitter, "Hey, how are you doing?" But doing it through email is just surprising, and whenever you could surprise your audience that is what turns people from a casual audience member to an active audience member to a raving fan Um, those little special moments that are different than the normal experience that they have on your site that is what helps people become raving fans and fans for life so timothy thank you again an ask pat teacher is going to be head your way uh just look out for an email from myself or an assistant very soon if any of you have a question you'd like answered here on the show head on over to askpat.com you can see all the other shows there and also ask your question using the widget right there on that page i also want to thank today's sponsor aweber if you go to aweber.com slash ask pat you could get started with building an email list with the same service that i use right now my list is of about 75,000 people but you got to start somewhere and i only wish i started sooner i started my list for smartpassiveincome.com about two years or a year and a half after it started which was a huge mistake and i didn't start a list for my first business at greenexamacademy.com until after i sold my first product again a huge mistake because when i came out with my second product i didn't have a list of people to sell to i just sold it just straight up on the site and that was again a huge mistake so aweber.com slash askpat start building your email list if you haven't already and of course i want to end today with a quote from orison sweat martin and that is the golden rule for every businessman is this put yourself in your customer's place always think about the customer first and do what you can to put yourself in the customer's place and i know that that's really hard to do online the reason i put this quote here is because it's related to Timothy's question, which if you want to know what's going on in your business, it's hard to put yourself in your customer's shoes sometimes. So why don't you just ask your customers and reach out and just show that you care and they're going to be more than willing to give you feedback and tell you the true experience that they've had with you and your business so that you can make changes and pivot the way you need to. So thank you so much for listening to this episode of Ask Pat and I'll see you in the next one. Cheers. Hey there, thank you for listening to Ask Pat 2.0. Now, you might have noticed that we haven't published a new episode in a while, and that is because in 2023, after 1,269 episodes, we decided to sunset the show, for now at least. And this way, we can focus our energy and efforts on our other podcasts and other projects. That being said, all 1,269 episodes are still live and downloadable, and the published dates may be old, but there are still a ton of questions I've answered on the show and people I've coached. Those episodes are just as valuable as they were back then. So you can also visit smartpassiveincome.com slash askpat to dig through the archives. Plus, there's a search tool on the website that lets you search across our podcasts and blog. And of course, the Smart Passive Income podcast is still live and energetic and awesome and publishing twice a week. So make sure you're subscribed there so we can still continue this conversation. And we have some of the foremost experts and thought leaders in entrepreneurship on the show every single week. So you definitely don't want to miss it. Again, check it out. It's the Smart Passive Income podcast. Just find it wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can find it there as well. Thank you again for listening in and I'll catch you in the next one. Cheers.